Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. So we've been talking all day about the Wilson Contreras situation, and a lot of our information is coming from Katie Wu's piece over on The Athletic. It was an exclusive conversation that she and Ken Rosenthal had with John Mosellock yesterday on Wilson Contreras' move to designated hitter and why he is not going to be playing in the outfield as the Cardinals said he would be on Saturday. And with all of that as the backdrop, we now go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by the one and only Katie Wu. She joins us each and every week here on a Monday on BK in Ferrario. She is a very busy person right about now. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. How are you doing today? Oh, BK, Alex Tanner, um, a bit of a loaded question, but that's okay. It's a rainy day in Chicago. I think it kind of fits the vibe for the last few days in Cardinals land. But hey, you know what? I've said this before. I'll say it again. One thing I've learned in my now three years covering the Cardinals is I am never bored. Um, and I guess I don't even really know where, to, where we should start today. Well, Katie, that was a better response than what I was expecting, because I was expecting you to just respond abruptly with, I'm fine, guys. Let's just go. <laughs> I mean, that also is kind of how I feel, but, you know, it's Monday, new week, new vibes, maybe. Let's, why not try? So, um, Katie, I, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Apparently, Wilson Contreras has removed all information about the Cardinals from his Instagram, and oh he has removed his Instagram photo as well. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, what, what, what is going on? Katie, I'm just going to ask this open-ended here, and you can go, take this wherever you'd like to because I, I think you have better information on this than just about anybody else given your conversation yesterday with Mo. What's going on right now with this Wilson Contreras situation? It's sad that I immediately went to my phone to pull up Wilson's Instagram to Same. see you know, what's going on. I think it's pretty symbolic of, of what's going on in, with the Cardinals right now. So to clarify, Mo actually spoke with Ken, and Ken and I wrote this piece together um, as with all of the Wilson stuff going on, the Cardinals also at that time still had lost eight straight games. So huge credit to Ken for just being the best teammate ever and, and splitting this up. Um, but no, let's, let's break down the last 48 hours in St. Louis. Um, I, the Wilson Contreras news is to me very, very glaring. When you go out and you sign your prized offseason acquisition, as, as a starting catcher, and you publicly state when you're the Cardinals front office that you are looking for a primary starting catcher who won't DH much, you want him to take the bulk of the reps, and you pledge that he is going to be behind the plate for the next five years. And five weeks into the first year of that five-year deal, he is no longer catching for the foreseeable future. Um, guys, that is a red flag, and trust me, if there's one thing I know, it's how it's spot a red flag. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's not gloss over that no, one right there. Katie. Keep going, Katie. You're on a roll. <laughs> it is uh, super perplexing, and the Cardinals' reasons. When you look at where they are, I mean, they snapped their eight-game losing skid yesterday. Uh, all it took was three home runs from Paul Goldschmidt and four errors by the Tigers to get them back in the win column. And you look at the overall state of the organization, and it just is so unrecognizable for the Cardinals franchise that we've grown to expect. This Cardinals team 
is a tight run ship from the front office to the coaching staff to the players that execute and perform. And we haven't seen that all year. So to me, moving Wilson from behind the plate screams two things. It screams something is not working clearly, and it is blatantly not working between the Cardinals pitching staff, the catching, the game planning, the execution. It all ties in. It's a two-way street. That should not be blamed all on the rotation or pitching staff, and it should not also be blamed all on Wilson. Unfortunately, the public perception is that it is being blamed on Wilson. Uh, but you're also looking at this as what is possibly going on there behind the plate with the game prep that the rotation isn't executing with, with pitch selection. There's all these little things that you could be looking at. Uh, but I think it is incredibly telling that the Cardinals who have preached patience and steady and don't panic. And it's a long season are essentially panicking and changing course five weeks into the year. Katie, the part that caught me with all of this was just the way it, it all went down and it felt like it was publicly embarrassing Wilson Contreras to basically say like he's not preparing properly the way that we need him to so we're taking him away and we're putting him in a different position and I mean when the Tyler O'Neill thing happened it's like okay I can understand where Ollie's coming from and then when Jack Flaherty made the comments about he's not sure what's going on with these pitch calls and then now with this this starts to feel more like you're losing that locker room and I'm not sure if you can get that back after something like this it is Let's start with Wilson, right? This is an incredibly embarrassing situation for this guy. The Cardinals were so impressed with his – when he came into spring training, he didn't go to the WBC. He spent all this time getting to know the pitching staff. Well, half the pitching staff went to the WBC, and I'm not blaming them for that decision. If you want to play in the World Baseball Classic, you have every right to. You guys know I'm a World Baseball Classic girl. You know, people make – and pitchers and players make the decisions that they have to make, but to – Fully put this on Wilson, I think, is entirely unfair. And the timing of it is especially disheartening in Wilson's case because he's coming back to Chicago for the yep. first time. He was with the Cubs for 14 years, counting his development in the minor leagues. And the, one of the primary reasons Chicago didn't want to bring him back were questions about his defense and his ability behind the plate. So now he's dealing with this, what has become a national story, not just you know in St. Louis, of course, but around baseball. And he's going back to what was already going to be an emotional series for him. And he has all of the weight and expectations and the embarrassment that comes with basically your employer saying you're not prepared for the job. And to Ali Marmel's credit and John Mazzella's credit in that interview with Ken, they both said this is not like solely Wilson's fault. And I truly believe that. I do think it's a two-way street. But the perception, there's no way to, to, mis- to guide that perception in another direction it looks really bad for Wilson right now, and it certainly causes a jolt in the Cardinals clubhouse when there's this much speculation going on about what exactly is happening with this usually, again, tightly run organization. Katie, I think for me, and we're talking to Katie Wu, by the way, find her piece on The Athletic. Uh, there's also one from Ken Rosenthal. There's another one for Andy McCullough. The, uh, the coverage of this entire situation over at The Athletic has been fantastic uh, over the last couple of days. You can also follow Katie on Twitter for any uh, developments in this, at Katie J. Wu. It's well worth your time. Uh, Katie, the thing that bothers me most about this is that Wilson Contreras is, I don't know, um, lack of game calling, the lack of expertise in that area, I'll say, has been well documented. This is not a surprise to anybody that follows Major League Baseball, much less those within Major League Baseball. There has been talk about this for years. 
The Cardinals knew what they were signing up for when they signed Wilson Contreras to a five-year deal worth $87 million. We listened earlier today when the Cardinals signed Wilson Contreras. We talked with Mike Farron. We heard from Keith Law. Uh, we heard from Joel Sherman, Buster Olney. All of them said, hey, it's a good signing for the Cardinals. He's going to be a really good bat, but I'm a little surprised that the Cardinals decided to go this direction because of the questions with his game calling. And so now that we are six weeks into the season and it is the game calling that they're frustrated with, how did they not see this coming? How did they not know that this was potentially going to be an issue? That's what I'm, I guess, most frustrated by is that this was not hard to foresee and the Cardinals apparently were surprised by it. Yeah, I wish you could see me nodding my head in agreement to that whole segment because it's it's very valid. I think it's not fair to pin this in one area on the Cardinals, I think a wide array of things came into light. One, I know the Cardinals appreciated Yadier Molina more than probably any of us could really explain. I still think they somehow underestimated his ability to command a staff and read opponent swings and call pitches in real time. I think the rotation also hasn't performed up to expect expectations, and we can go into the argument that the main thing the Cardinals, you know, that was said about the Cardinals was that they should have improved the starting rotation in the offseason. I hear you. I think the pitch clock also put another spin on things because for whatever reason, as the Cardinals are adjusting to a new catcher, and again, they're not just adjusting to a new catcher, they're adjusting to the last two decades, really, this organization of of not having Yadier Molina. And that is really, really hard to do in just two months. But I do think the pitch clock also plays a part into this, and this is something Mo alluded to as well. Pitchers don't feel like they have the time to shake off pitches and they'll just throw what they have because they don't want a violation. Now, those are all many factors that still probably don't explain if you were so worried about game calling, why wasn't there better preparation? And hindsight is twenty twenty. I do think the Cardinals felt very confident with their plan that they had for Wilson. Otherwise, they wouldn't have allowed so many pivotal pitchers. You're talking Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, Giovanni Gallegos, et cetera, to go play in the World Baseball Classic. I think they thought overall they could handle this transition much easier. I think both sides, both Contreras and the Cardinals, underestimated how big of an adjustment this would be, not just to the pitching staff, but to the organization. And you can say, well, who would have saw that coming? Because you're right, that is that was Wilson's MO. That was part of his uh, reputation with Chicago. But I think the Cardinals were, were so enamored with Wilson because one thing you cannot question about Contreras during this really unfortunate last few days for him is his effort and how much he cares. I mean, this is a, this decision has really crushed him. And I think you can just see by the way he reacts. He's an emotional guy. He's passionate. That's how he plays. Uh, the Cardinals really felt like they could make that adjustment and they're learning in real time. And so is Wilson, that this adjustment is going to take much, much longer than they originally thought. You can point fingers. You can point blame. It does look like a massive organizational failure at the moment. Um, but really, I think it just comes down to maybe both parties not understanding how much time and how much practice was going to need to take place before they could see success here. Did the Cardinals put too much, and this is going to sound bad when I say it up front. I I promise I don't mean it to be. uh, I'll explain it here in a second. But did the Cardinals put too much faith in their coaching staff? And by that, I mean, it almost feels as if the Cardinals believed that Dusty Blake was going to have this magic elixir for their strikeout problem from their starting rotation. That obviously has not taken, and I don't think that's Dusty Blake's fault. 
Like they don't have guys that strike players out and nothing was going to be able to fix that. Uh, they believed that their coaching staff was going to be able to work with Wilson Contreras to fix the things that weren't necessarily up to par in Chicago. They believed that their young hitters were going to be able to come in and take the league by storm in year two in a way that a lot of the time you do take a little bit of a step back in year two as the league adjusts to you because they have a really good hitting coach they believe in place now. Was there almost too much faith placed in the Cardinals coaching staff that was probably never going to be able to work out, regardless of if it was the Cardinals or the Dodgers or any other coaching staff in baseball? Is that fair? I'm not sure if too much faith was placed in the coaching staff, because at the end of the day, Dusty Blake is not hanging two two breaking balls in the middle of the zone, right? A lot of this comes to execution. Um, and I think there have been a lot of good things that Dusty has done that aren't showing up because the Cardinals are indeed 11 and 24 huh. and in last place in the National League Central. Their swing and miss rate and their strikeout rate has actually jumped up. Uh, Andy McCulloch has a good paragraph of information in his story on The Athletic on how that is, uh, their swing and miss and strikeout rate is increasing. That is not the case in two strikes. The Cardinals don't have a problem getting to two strikes. They're actually one of the top teams in the league in getting to uh, 0-2 or 1-2 counts. It's putting guys away. So it's clear the coaching staff has a plan. And both the pitchers and whoever is catching have been able to get to that first part of the plan. It's finishing the plan. And that's where you can have the argument, is it execution? Is it game calling? Is it pitch selection? Is it uh, just a a combination of all three? And that's probably the likeliest answer. Uh, I don't necessarily think the coaching staff has a ton of blame. Of course, their job is to figure out how to make the best out of their players each day. But I'm not sure you can hold the Cardinals pitching or the pitching coaches or the Cardinals, uh, you know, their their directors behind the scenes totally responsible for pitchers going out and hanging balls in the zone on two strikes. 